Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the point after here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. The New Orleans Saints, a 16-15 winner over the Tennessee Titans to go to 1-0 on the season. The black and gold now five straight. That's five straight season openers that they've been victorious in. That's a new franchise record, folks. Also in this game, the Florida Lee D stepping up mightily, three takeaways. Also holding Ryan Tannehill to a quarterback rating of 28.8. That is the lowest QB rating in Tannehill's entire career. Uh, Saints also setting a franchise record, holding their last nine opponents to 20 or fewer points. Another impressive outing for this Florida Lee D as they get to 1-0 and on the season, looking at What's ahead? Black and gold now get a bit of a extended break since it's Monday night football in Carolina. Next up for this team, the Panthers going down to the Atlanta Falcons in week one. So they are going to be, you know, itching for that win, uh, especially at home against the team, trying not to fall behind early in this division. Atlanta taking care of business 24 to 10 over the Atlanta Falcons. We also saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were victorious as well in their matchup today. So two teams, three teams in the division, all uh, unbeaten with the lone team with a loss, the Carolina Panthers, who will see the Saints facing (laughs) coming up on Monday. Uh, The big performer from the black and gold today, you got to look at Rashid Shaheed, obviously, with the touchdown grab. Had five catches, 89 yards. Also, receiver Chris Olave, eight catches, 112 yards, a long of 45 from him. Derek Carr ending with 305 yards passing, a touchdown along with an interception over on the defensive side. Uh, for the black and gold interceptions galore for folks. Marshawn Lattimore, Paulson Adebo, Marcus May, one, two, three, three interceptions, something we did not see much of at all last year. So huge for the black and gold to be getting uh, into that column early with those takeaways, building up those numbers. Uh, also able to get to the quarterback, too, seeing three quarterback sacks on Ryan Tannehill with those numbers uh, able to pressure him today. Uh Looking at the sacks, uh, trying to see my sack numbers here, sorry. Uh, the black and gold getting after it with Carl Granderson. Uh, had uh, half a sack. Also, Pete Werner, Cam Jordan, 
Uh, actually, it was Carl Granderson with one and a half sacks, and also Brian Brzee, the rookie, tallying a half a sack. So nice to see the Saints' first-round pick getting on the board, too, in his game's first action. A little bit of a confidence boost for him. Uh, overall, the Saints' defense really shutting down the Tennessee Titans, even though Derrick Henry still got to go off, 63 yards rushing, another 56 yards uh, receiving from the big running back, but the big key, holding him out the end zone and the entire Tennessee Titans team. Uh, they did not score a touchdown, just managing field goals on the day, and we will take that bend-don't-break attitude all day long. Saints a 16-15 to victory over the Tennessee Titans and Cajun Cannon. Oh, initial first thoughts. I know it wasn't the prettiest of games, but we sure do like a pretty outcome as being a victory. Well, uh, the bottom line is we won the game. Uh, we should never lose if we're only giving up in the teens. Uh, you know, I'd have been disappointed. Let's say we'd have lost 18-16. I'd go uh, shame on the offense. For sure. You, you give up this day and age. You give up, I, I would say, even 20. Uh, but if you're in the teens, hell yeah, you should win. Uh, you should win every game. You know, it was crazy. I don't know if I've ever witnessed this. Uh, the Titans didn't even convert a third down for three quarters. Three quarters, they were zero for eight on third down. They ended up being two of 12. That's 17%. That was big. That, that, that's beyond outstanding. When you're trying to have sustained um, you know, drives, and if you're not converting on third down, that's why they only had 16 first downs. And then you look at red zone. If you look at that, I'm telling you, uh, we for sure winning double digits. Again, uh, we ended up being plus one in the turnover margin. Now, uh, Dennis Allen wants to count that block punt. Uh, so uh, you can almost say like a plus two, and I say, well, you should never lose, but but plus one. The official NFL stats won't say pl- plus two, though. Yeah, uh, plus Sorry, one, Dennis. Uh, but uh, we got to stay on that plus side. If we Amen. continue to do that, you can't help but win and, uh, you know, bend but don't break. And you force in field goals, uh, you should win. The game kind of played out like I, I thought it would. Uh, I didn't realistically think we were going to stop Derrick Henry. We didn't stop him in the first half, but you know what? We stopped him in the second half. He had over 100 yards, uh, total scrimmage yards uh, in the first half. We only ended up with 119. And so overall, we made adjustments. Or I don't know, we made adjustments, maybe tackling better. He had that one big. You know, screenplay, because you don't consider him as a pass receiving running back. He ended up having two catches, 56 yards. But, I mean, that didn't surprise me. Uh, we couldn't run the ball. Um, they had the number one run defense in the NFL, and we don't even have – I think even with Alvin Kamara, we would not have been able to run the ball. We might have done a little better, but, uh, you know, average better than uh, 2.6 yards. So, instead of 69, we might have had, I don't know, 89 uh, something like that. I think the Titans are that good defensively. This could be the toughest run defense uh, we're going to face all season. Now, I would expect us to run the ball better against uh, Carolina on Monday night, and uh, hopefully that's the case. Uh, now, the one thing on the flip side, I thought we got better as the game progressed on third down. We ended up being uh, 7 of 16, 44%, but uh, not so good in the red zone. Uh, again, uh, they were 0 for 3, outstanding for our defense, but our offense was 1 of 4 in the red zone as far as, uh, you know, 25%. So that's not so good. Uh, but the bottom line is I thought we did get passes defended, but when the ball hit our hands, you know what? We came up with some interceptions. 
Uh, Derek Carr, I'm not Derek Carr, uh, Ryan Tannehill, they go in a different direction than him uh, in the future. He had ended up having three interceptions, quarterback rating of like right at, uh, say, 29. Uh, no, you're career not Career low. A career low. You're not winning anything when that occurs. I thought Derek Carr got better. Uh, a quarterback rating, that's winning football, 96 uh a point one quarterback rating. I know he did have the interception, had the touchdown, but uh, you know you have to look at how he distributed the ball. You know, always to talk about that with Drew Brees. You know, at least eight, if not ten, eleven different receivers catching the ball. So yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So around there, he's still spreading the ball around like Chris Olave, ten targets but eight receptions, 112 yards. I thought he was outstanding. Uh, Rashid Shahid. Now you have to look at. Um, you know, now he started off the game not so hot. You can't fumble the opening kickoff. Uh, you know, but they're really tackling. They don't tackle in practice anymore. They don't do that. So uh, when teams go ball hawking and you're getting hit, uh, no, that's an adjustment you have to make. When you talk about all-purpose yards, you look at Rashid Shahid as a running back, as a pass receiver. He had six targets, uh, five catches, 89 yards, an average Right at 17.8. So that's 18 yards of reception and a touchdown. Outstanding. If you throw in there his kickoff returns and you throw in the punt returns, 216 all-purpose yards. So, uh, Steve, you have to give uh, a game ball uh, to Rashid Shahid. Yeah, despite even the opening kickoff fumble, I, I agree, too, and I gave him the, the MVP for the Saints radio network today. Because he didn't pout. He didn't, uh, you know, like feel sorry for no, himself. No, and then he produced, right. And, he was a difference and, maker. And then he was a difference maker. And we need him. To be a difference maker. We need him, Chris Olave, uh, Michael Thomas, Jawan Johnson, Taysom Hill, whoever it might be. We need all hands on deck and to be difference makers. If you look at it, Steve, like you had mentioned early, uh, 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 this is how you want to start. You sleep good tonight, and, you know, uh, it's a 50-50 thing. Either you're going to be 0-1 or 1-0. Now, I guess you can have a tie, but that's few and far between. But now we've won our last five uh, season openers. Uh, which is a franchise record. You know, uh, the whether it was the Oilers or the Titans, they've always played the Saints tough. Uh, you know, now good enough sample size. We have now uh, played them uh, 17 times. And so we're now 7, 9, and 1 all-time against the Titans. Now, listen, over half of the game, so you've played them 17 times. That's why I thought it was going to go down to the wire in the fourth quarter. Over the half of the meetings in the series – have been decided by touchdown or less. Obviously, this was only uh, one point. Now, uh, if you look at uh, now, we had three and six overall. Uh, we've we've done just as well on the road in Houston or in Nashville, uh, but in in NOLA in New Orleans old school, yeah. we three and six six rec record uh, all time in in New Orleans. Now, uh, we were looking for the first Steve. I was still playing. We were looking for the first home win against the Titans since 1993 season. I was about to say, I was a senior in high school right then. Yep, uh, that, they're looking for their first home win against the Titans since 1993. Uh, and the season only went against the Oilers. So when you go way back then. Uh, so, Steve, uh, just a great uh, start. Because, uh, listen, I always say this. Give me an ugly win. Versus, man, we played pretty damn good. How did we lose the game? <laughs> right. Because when you look back, when we're going to look at this, like, come – Probably September we're still looking at this, but come like late November, December, the, the fans and, and, and really just looking whether you won or lost and when it's coming down, whether you're going to win the division or not. 
Now, again, come Monday night against Carolina, that, that's a two-for-one. They're down, so we got to kick them when they're down. You know, we're going against a rookie quarterback, so uh, we would need to make them 0-2. and Because uh, that's like a two-for-one uh, whenever you're playing in the NFC South. And the one thing what I like, I, I thought the fans were really into the game. And the reason why I say this is because as of late, it has not been a dome field advantage. It is not the dome field advantage. Do you know coming into this game, we had lost 10 of their last 16 games. That's dating back to 2020 COVID season. Remember we lost a divisional playoff game to Tampa Bay? So, so now uh, we're 11 and 16. So we got to get it where, no, uh, the, the, the crowd, the, the Houdat Nation, we loud and proud. And the only thing at the end of the game, uh, we were on offense. And some some reason, the, the, the fans started to do the Houdat chant. And Derek Carr had to quiet them down. I go, no, what are you doing? We have the ball. They got overly excited, baby. O- overly excited. <laughs> you cannot do the who that chant when we on offense. Now we on defense or it's a timeout. You can do that all you want. You have to understand you got to observe and watch the game on offense. Then after you score, you can cheer as loud as you want. But it has to be a defensive advantage whenever you're doing uh, that who that chant. Now, looking at uh, what we did uh, defensively, um, I, I thought was outstanding. Guys that you'd expect to be outstanding were outstanding. Well, guess who led the team in tackles? Hmm. Double D, Demario Davis. Ten total tackles, nine solo. Uh, I don't think he's too old. Uh, that's kind of a tackling machine. When you look, nine unassisted, ten total. He had a tackle for loss. Pete Werner. Uh, Pete Werner's a tackling machine. He had eight total. He had a half a sack. He had a quarterback hurry. Uh, Marcus May, I know he's part of the Derrick Henry highlight reel with the um, with that stiff arm, but he ended up coming up with an interception and a pass defending. But these three guys, uh, I thought if you look how they contributed, Cam Jordan, Carl Grandison, and Marshawn Lattimore. Cam ended up with a half a sack. He had a quarterback hurry, two pass defendants. You know, that's important. He knows when to put up his hands and bat down the ball, the line of scrimmage. I thought, uh, listen, that's why I said you might want Peyton Turner to play and contribute. But right now, he's not as good as Carl Grandison. No, he's part of the rotation. Carl Grandison, he ended up with four tackles, a sack and a half, four quarterback hurries. Yeah, exactly. Quarterback Hello. One tackle fall loss, outstanding by Carl Grandison. Now, Lattimore, uh, look, he came up with an interception. He probably should have had a couple of them, but four passes defended. So they wasn't necessarily going away uh, from Lattimore. Paulson Adebo, uh, I think overall, he ended up having an interception, a pass defending. That's what I was proud with our secondary is that we were able to catch the ball. Like last year, we'd have had one interception instead of three interceptions. Right. We'd have had more passes defended. Hell with the pass defended. If we get our hands on the ball, uh, we need to pick that son of a gun off. You look at special teams, always want to acknowledge them. Deshaun Jackson uh, led the team with two assisted special teams tackles. Uh, looking at um, Yadam. Uh, here's uh, Isaac Gatum. Uh, he comes up big. He had a, a solo a tackle. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, I'll tell you what, end up having a, Football a, player. a solo special teams tackle. How many quarterbacks could say they go down with the coverage units and they get a tackle? Well, that is uh, Taysom Hill. Now, I thought, like, overall, uh, D. Hopkins. You know, that, that, that dude, uh, like, the last two games he's played against the Saints, he's had over 100 yards receiving. Well, today, only 65. And he was targeted double digits. Uh, he was targeted 13 times. He only had seven catches, 65 yards. And 
they were trying to move him around. Lattimore was the only one guarding him. You know, you had Adebo, you had Alante Taylor. I thought for the first time being in the slot overall, Alante Taylor ended up being outstanding considering his responsibility taking over uh, for Bradley Roby. Uh, no, I just think it was an outstanding win. Now, we'd want it to be more comfortable that we wouldn't have to sweat it out at the end. But like Dennis Allen said, you know what we did? We made big plays when we had to. When we had to make big plays, we made it. Now, as far as uh, what, what was that call at the end? I go, the damn referees. Uh, I, I go, you got to – how they could not call interference. And it was about uh, seven minutes left in the game. Car to Alave should have been an interference penalty. Okay, what, what are you horrible looking no at? Horrible no call. A horrible no call. We used to have a horrible no call. So <laughs> you got to be freaking kidding me. Uh, that, 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 that was – I said, that better not come back uh, to end up biting us. But um, – you know, overall, when you look at it, the big plays we made down the stretch, you know, your two-minute offense, whether you're trying to get in scoring position or you have to score or you're trying to make first down so you can run out the clock, there's no play better in football, I'm telling you. Even sometimes more than when you score a touchdown, when you call it win the game play. You know, when you know they have no timeouts left and you could just take a knee. Boy, that's when you really feel good about yourself. Because you know what? They have no chance. They should, it's like it's 100%. They have no chance. You could just kneel down and take care of business. But look at the games uh, that, uh, you know, at the end, too, I was kind of disappointed in Kirkwood because he's our best pass receiving, uh, um, a receiver blocking, run blocking. Come on. The, the runners pass you. You can't. They're going to see you holding the jersey. You cannot get that. Right at that two-minute mark, you cannot get that holding penalty. But look at how we closed it out. Like, uh, it was second and 14. Carter Michael Thomas plus eight, third and seven. You want to talk coming up big time? Carter Rashid Shahid plus uh, uh, 41 yards. To me, that was the play of the game. And then, you know, uh, third and four, Williams gets the first down. So, you know what? We finished the game like we were the better team, and that's what occurred. It doesn't matter if you win by one point, you win by 40 points. It all counts the same. This is the game you had to win to set the tone for the season and take care of of that don't feel advantage. Because when you look at uh, where we're at right now, uh, Steve, and I have to find it somewhere in my notes, but it's like um, we have a bunch of, uh, I, I, I think if I can recall the top of my head, you know why you had to win this game? I think four of the next five games are on the road. Right. You know how you want to take care of home field advantage? That's why you had to win that game, to get the momentum to go into Monday night in Charlotte against Carolina. Well, we got another must-win, obviously, week two because oh, it's a divisional a opponent. It's two for one. It's exactly. One. You want to kick Carolina where they're down, <laughs> and they'll have two division losses. You know, they lost to Atlanta, and then you want to beat them. And, uh, I, and that's what I'll tell you. I was cheering for Atlanta over Carolina because I don't want Bryce Young to have any confidence. Uh, but, you know, but Desmond Ritter seems like still like the old Desmond Ritter when he barely threw for 100 yards again. I mean, all I know is right now, and I'm not saying he's Pat Mahomes or he's uh, amongst the top uh, uh, elite, the top five franchise quarterbacks. But look at our schedule. I'm telling you, we have the advantage at the quarterback position with Derek Carr over our opponents. That'll be the case next Monday night. Now, Bryce Young might be unbelievable in the future. But right now, when we play in Carolina, Derek Carr, we have the advantage at the quarterback position Oh, today against Tannehill and next Monday night against the Carolina Panthers. You heard the Cajun Cannon, who does want to hear from you now on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Sound off, 
1870. Back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before we get to our wonderful who that's on hold, I know the Cajun Cannon, you got something you right. want to get off your chest about Trevor Penning right now. Yeah, but before that, uh, Steve, I, I forgot to mention, I don't know <laughs> why, I guess I, I want the, the young rookies to put more skins on the wall, but... Um, I thought Brian Brzee, you can see him getting better, had a half a sack, a two-quarterback hurry. Like Brings that, a right? lot of energy, rushing the passer. I thought uh, Blake Groupie, it looks like he's kicked for a number of years in the NFL. He looked really poised. He kicked a 52-yarder. He's not all, like, freaking out. Uh, you know, he's uh, 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 very uh, poised. Now, I don't think Trevor Penning's ne- necessarily freaking out, but he might – uh, be not good enough. Now, okay, do we have enough patience to wait on his development? I mean, all I know is, look, remember I bragged about Carl Grandison, the outstanding game he had today? All I know is Carl Grandison in training camp, not only double-digit sacks, he'd had over 20 sacks going against Penning, so he's like all pro, kind of like Arden Key. I was going to say, Arden Key wants to go uh, against uh, Penning every week. Well, uh, no, he, he would have um, double-digit sacks plus, because I don't know, you play 17 games, and if you can get a couple of sacks, I think about you might set an NFL record. And I'm not hating on Trevor Penning. A but, bit. I guess you are, Amir. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but no, uh, listen, much is given, much is required. Your first round draft pick, you got to step up. That's not Northern Iowa anymore. Uh, I mean, you, you got to play with the big boys. I know Trevor Penning's an NFL player. I just don't know if he's a tackle. He might be a guard. Uh, the Saints have had first-round draft picks before didn't work out at tackle. Back when I played Jim Dombrowski, outstanding professional guard, but not so much a tackle. The same thing with Andrews Pete. 
We wanted him to be a tackle. No, he was uh, solidified the position at guard. I'm almost at the point right now, but they're not going to do this because they want to develop Trevor Penning. They want Trevor Penning to work out. And you got a mature quarterback in Derek Carr. He can handle all that. But I'm almost at times, uh, I can trust Hurst because it ain't his first rodeo. But I was thinking a combination. Okay, because Andrews Pete has started off at tackle before, plug and play, and has not, has not been uh, exploited as much as Trevor Penning. So I don't know if you have Andrews Pete at tackle, then you got Hurst at, at guard, or you put Hurst back at tackle and Pete at guard. But right now, uh, when you say you have the best five out there, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. They just wanting Trevor Penning to work out. And every NFL team has outstanding pass rushes. Uh, uh, Brian Burns, whoever. Uh, who do you think they're going to match up next Monday night uh, come the Carolina Panthers? Uh, you know, uh, uh, all NFL teams have like Arden Key type uh, players, uh, Carl Grandison, uh, Cam Jordan, that can rush the passer. So it'll be interesting. Sorry, I know we're supposed to go to the callers, but I had to get that off my chest. Well, maybe it wasn't the way we thought it was going to go in this game, but a 16-15 victory for the black and gold. We will take it any day of the week. Back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network right after this. Back on the point after Saints, a 16-15 winner over the Tennessee Titans in the Caesar Superdome, now 1-0 on the season. Oh, happy day. Getting to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line right off the bat. Pito and Chalmette wants to talk about a guy who had a rough start to the game but rebounded in a big way. What's going on, Pito? Hey, where you at, Bobby? How you doing? Where you at, Pito? What you got, dog? Oh, uh, Pete. Oh, Steve. I mean, what's what's going on there, Pete? Going over there, Steve. I am doing great, man. Anything uh, Saints victory? I am feeling great, riding into the week. Well, we're feeling great over here. I'm, I'm back. I moved out of Lakeview. I'm back down in Miro. But look, look. I got two. I got two things I got to say about Raheed Shaheeb. Okay, he's a player of the game. But first, I got to poo poo him a little bit. I mean. <laughs> I just didn't know, Bobby. Bobby, yep. listen to me. Okay, who, who would you like to be? Who would you like to be, Raheem Shaheeb, when he fumbles the first damn ball, the first play of the game? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Wait. Now, hold on. Okay. Would you rather be him or the man that diarrhea is all over the plane on the way to France? Just answer me that first. Well, uh, I'd want to be Rashid Shaheed because I bounce back. I don't know if you can bounce back uh, from diarrhea on a plane to France. I mean, you, you got to turn around and land the plane because you got to clean it. Man, no, no, all the damage germs all around. So Rashid Shaheed, no, you can't feel sorry for yourself. You can't be like, oh, what was me the rest of the game? Oh, the, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Let me tell you about Rashid Shaheed, pedo. Uh, let me tell you. He had 216 all-purpose shards. Now, uh, sometimes, I don't know. Uh, to take, a, like, a kickoff return, uh, sometimes, uh, I don't know, let's get the ball to 25 instead because he had a long gain of 27. Now, you might say, well, keep bringing it out because you might break one. But uh, we don't need to be, like, one less first down. In other words, if you can get the ball to 25 when they kick it, you don't want to be, like, on the 13-yard line because that means that's one extra first down that you have to get. But when I look at Rashid Shaheed, and the one thing that I acknowledge and what he did – it looks at the average per reception. When you had 18 yards, he was at 17.8, uh, six targets, five receptions, 89 yards, and uh, but 17.8. And let me bring this up because these are household NFL receivers. 
If you look at Rashid Shaheed last year, he caught only 28 passes, and he's already at five. You know, uh, so now, uh, you know, what's the over none on that one? Hello? But anyway, she caught only 28 passes last year, but six of those receptions out of the 28 went for 30 or more yards. Six of them. Okay, that's more than such NFL stars. You know how many Jamar Chase had? Hmm. Five. Uh, Rashid Shaheed had six. Okay, I think don't we acknowledge Jamar Chase as a stud? Yeah, he's pretty well, good. Well, if you look at 30, 30 or more yards, Rashid Shaheed had six. Jamar Chase had five. Like DK Metcalf, he had four uh, last season. So when I look at that explosion play, so he's picking up where he left off. Now, I'm not saying it's uh, 30 yards, but 18-yard average, uh, 17.8. He's in the conversation for sure. Now, this day and age, how the the game has changed, a passing league, uh, that's for sure top three, if not number one. It'll be in the conversation. So those explosive plays. Now, Rashid Shahid don't want to fumble the ball. But, you know, if you almost like have a turnover, you know, Dennis Allen, that we got to be opportunistic. Like even when Derek Carr threw an interception, uh, whatever, uh, you get you give up one, you got to get two back. I'm telling you, the key going forward against Carolina on the road, let's say we have a mistake where we got to get two back to stay on that plus side and a turnover margin. Because you look at last year, both the Titans, Pito, the Titans and the Saints, they both were 7-10. Uh, and 10. Well, it's amazing the Saints even won 11 games. I mean, uh, seven games. They were minus 11 in the turnover margin. Now, I want to say the Titans were minus three, and they finished seven and 10. I'm telling you, that parity in the NFL and how the ebbs and flow of a game, how you taking away the football and how you protecting it, no, that's how you get the double digit wins. And, you know, it's not like you go to the playoffs, you have to win a series this one game. The hell with the, the Eagles and the 49ers, whoever it might be in the NFC. I don't know about winning the Super Bowl, but to represent the NFC? Uh, well, let's say we play in the Eagles or the 49ers or whoever, the Cowgirls, or whoever you think is amongst the best in, in, in the NFC. I guarantee we plus one, plus two. Shame on us. We, we got a, a great chance to win. That one number, I'm telling you, gives you a great chance to be opportunistic and turn the ebbs and flow in the game in your favor to come away with a victory. Great chance for you. Who that's to get involved, be a part of the point after Oakland Heart Jewelers talking sex line, 504-260-1870. Hit us up. We'll be right back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Black and gold, 16 to 15 winners over the Titans. And remember, if Saints win, you win at McDonald's. Back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Hollywood in Thibodeau. What you got for us today, my man? Hello, Bobby. Hello, Steve. How y'all doing? Fantastic. What you got, Hollywood? Uh, a win's a win, right? Uh, what, what approach you take? Uh, yeah, I take that any day of the week. A win is a win. Uh <laughs> Hey, uh, I just want to give uh, credit to uh, Brad Grouper. He, uh, did Blake, Blake, Blake. I, I, I think Brad might be his brother. Uh, I, right. I, I, Blake Grouper, yeah. Yeah, I think he did an outstanding job kicking the ball off into the end zone. I think about everyone he made all his No, no they had, road. listen, uh, look, uh, they had zero yards kick returns. Uh, not right. so fast. They didn't return any uh, kicks. I thought Headley at times. Uh, you know, the the crazy Australian, we got all tatted up. Uh, his average was uh, 48.2. He had a long uh, 52. But uh, this is, 
Now, he maybe had one or two. They had a nine point, uh, uh, nine and a half, really, 9.3, 9.5 yard return on punt return. We need to have that like the three or four yards. They had a long punt return of 14. So I'm always looking for perfection. Uh, so Lou Headley uh, can get better. But, but I think, listen, I don't even treat him as a rookie. Our punter, he's freaking 30 years old. I mean, it ain't his first rodeo. He's been all over the world. I mean, all the different job opportunities he's had, he's not overwhelmed. Now, Blake Groupie, uh, very poised. Very poised. When you look at his background, coming from Missouri, Arkansas State, uh, Notre Dame, uh, no, I, I think we're going to be fine. Look, Will Lutz was uh, great for us. Now, he was in a slump last year. You know, he got hurt the previous season. But but I think uh, Blake Groupie, right now, uh, I think he'll make a lot of game-winning kicks for us this season. And uh, hopefully that's the case because I think games can come down to it. might come down to that in Carolina, a Monday night football. Uh, Blake Groupie, make the kick, we win. If you don't make it, we don't win. The, the games are going to be that close. It's not like you can go do something in the fourth quarter. Oh, the game's over. I'm not going to watch it anymore. No, I'm telling you, it's going to be – a lot of hard-fought games, and now uh, the bottom line is uh, you got to come out on top and get the double-digit wins, win the NFC South, and all that. Now I, I don't agree with this call of this texter, eighty-four seventy-two. Uh, we lucked out today. How about uh, no? The Saints made their own luck. I mean, uh, you uh, okay? What was so We're lucky? Lucky to have that defense, I'll say. We lucky to have an outstanding defense Amen, uh, right. like that, or uh, <laughs> what was luck about when they don't call uh, the long interference call? The, the referees keep <laughs> the flag in their pocket. Is, is that the luck? Luck going against us? And it's not like we got gash. Uh, we had okay. We had three hundred fifty-one total yards. They had two eighty-five. So it's not like oh man, I don't know how we won the game. No, we outgained. Uh, we outgained the Titans, so I don't know. And where is um, I don't want to say his number, but he said we lucked out today. Listen, you can have good luck. We have bad luck. Give me a little bit like the ball bounce. You also create away. your own luck. Yeah, a lot of the time. you make your own luck right. without a doubt. We'll be back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network when we get back from this commercial break. Oh, what a feeling starting the season 1-0. Right now, though, we'll take a 10-second break to let our stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Powering away here on the point after. Want to hear from all of you wonderful hoodats on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line 504-260-1870. Gloriously heading into a victory Monday, making the week a lot better. Brandon in Mississippi, what you got to say about the black and gold? Uh, good game, man. Uh, Charles Penny, man, you got to get in mind, right? Because I won't get Derek Carr hurt so soon and, uh, 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 that's like a, that's a good point, Brandon. Uh, no, uh, Derek Carr, believe you me, he realizes uh, that the ball got to come out. And yeah. uh, that, that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, uh, you know, when you look at the offensive line, now I haven't watched the film, but just look at what maybe plur, uh, plays occurred. Uh, McCoy at center, uh, he got beat on a sack. Uh, I thought we just paid Cesar Ruiz. We didn't mention his name much, uh, so he must have did something right. Paid to play. And, and, and Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Ramchek jumped off sides. Uh, now, you're going to make mistakes, but we don't need him to do that. Uh, and then we all know about uh, Trevor Penning. But I just I think, uh, they, look, they're going to game plan. Pete Carmichael, the whole offensive staff, they're going to do stuff to help out Penning. What I mean by that, you mix it up. 
and to help his confidence. And it could be something as simple. Uh, who's the uh, – because the Chiefs did this. Who's the defensive end for the uh, Lions? Hutchison? Right. Uh, and, and you know how they, and they would chip him with the tight end in the back. You have to get these guys uh, that are going against Trevor Penning. Man, I'm going to whip his ass. And, and they're ready to scream off uh, the corner or do some kind of move. And then all of a sudden the back needs to freaking air hole him or the tight end to get so that that rusher gets his head on a swivel to help out Trevor Penning. Now, you don't do that every snap. But let's say that uh, the tight end or the back, uh, you, you, you know, you could be like the third or fourth option, like check down. Now you could still help out uh, the protection. And then, you know, we're trying to exploit or, or get a pass downfield to Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, Michael Thomas. Uh, you know, it could be Jawan Johnson or any of the tight ends. But I'm telling you, that's how you could game plan this day and age against top pass rushers to help out maybe a tackles that's struggling. And you need a running back that understands angles. And a tackle has to realize where the help's coming from with the running back chipping or the tight end helping out before they're releasing the route. So, so you could combat uh, like Trevor Penning being on an island and uh, it's all, he's just by himself. Though you can help him out to help his confidence because a lot of it is confidence. Because believe you me, Trevor Penning, he ain't no wuss. He wants to maul people. But sometimes you're, you're overly aggressive. That's not a good thing. So especially pass protection. You almost got to be like a dancing bear. Oh, you know, like not a bear, but a dancing bear. Kind of like Teron Armstead. Like Willie Rolfe was the ultimate dancing bear. How you couldn't get past him. Because when you uh, 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 pass blocking, you're not goring your opponent. You're chicken fighting with him. You're getting in between him and the quarterback so the quarterback has time to throw. So I'm telling you, that's when you got guys that are confident and, you you know, when they they figure, I'm going to whip Trevor Pennings behind. Then a tight end or a running back needs to come and ear hold that defensive end and where he gets his head in a swivel and he's not rushing as hard. Love hearing from all you wonderful hoodats on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. It's 504-260-1870. Even more after the break right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after Saints, a 16-15 victor over the Tennessee Titans. Now going to look at our diamond in the rough performance of the game presented by Friend and Company. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. Cajun Cannon, who's your diamond in the rough for the black and gold? Well, uh, even though uh, we all know about him, I'm going to consider him a diamond in the rough because he had pressure on for sure. He's not just in the rotation, but he is a starter and he's gotten better and better year in and year out, and he's lived up to expectations. I'm going to go with Carl Grandison. Now going into his fifth year uh, from Wyoming, um, Sacramento, California. He was a free agent. He played, uh, you know, the same uh, university in Cheyenne, uh, the Wyoming Cowboys. So that's not a household university. But Carl Grandison has gotten bigger, stronger, and he's gotten better. I mean, uh, four total tackles, a sack and a half. This is the thing that gets to me. This means high energy, high motor, four quarterback hurries. Yeah, it's not uh, to be two. Yeah, yeah. Now, Breezy had two, but he had four, and he had a tackle for loss. So, Carl Grandison, I know he's a starter, but considering where he came from, damn it, if that ain't a diamond in the rough. 
Carl Granderson, congratulations. You are a Diamond in the Rough performer of the game, presented by Friend and Company. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. Now getting back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line, Kylan Thibodeau wanted to sound off about the offensive line. What you got for us, Kyle? Bobby, the offensive line looks like trash. I don't know. Uh, just Granderson didn't but, do nothing on defense. Carl, Carl Granite didn't run on defense. Carl, what are you smoking? I, mean, I just said what he did on defense. He was outstanding. Uh, you, did you misspeak or what? Uh, man, he must be drunk or something. We lost him. Uh, what, what you rattled doing? him, I think, when you said, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, you said Carl Granison. I would think anything. maybe he misspoke on that side. But the, the offensive line did have its struggles today. I wouldn't say the they offense, were complete trash, the, the, though. The, no, they're not, the offensive line is our weak link. Uh, and, and listen, we so spoiled who that nation <laughs> yeah. since uh, 2006 and Sean Payton and Drew Brees, but that's been the strength. We've had a, a, a top – you know what we had in the past and where they're at right now? We had a Detroit Lions offense – uh, in the past, I was talking about Jari Evans, Carl Nix, Max Unger, Teron Armstead. I can go on and on. Even Larry Wolford, uh, Ben Grubbs. I can name a bunch of players. Uh, well, that ain't the case no more. I- I'm telling you, uh, offensive line, I think Derek Carr can help him uh, be more efficient by getting rid of the ball, but you still got to hit big plays. But uh, it's not like it's not like training camp where are saying, oh, offensive line, we're going to crush people. People are like – uh, I hope our defense is that good, and I think our defense is that good uh, top to bottom. But it's not like we were bragging on offensive line that we're going to dominate the line of scrimmage. And, and I knew. I, I, I told you, I'd be shocked. I said, if we have success running the ball against the Tennessee Titans, Steve, I said this like uh, three weeks ago. Tennessee Titans had the number one rush defense. They were basically giving up like um, off the top of my head, I want to say last year, like 78 yards rushing a game. I'm going to have to look this up. And, you know, we end up getting today uh, rushing the football. Uh, 69. We had, yeah, I 69. remember that number. Yeah, 69, <laughs> two, point, two and a half yards a carry. But we didn't run the ball in preseason. All well was the backups. No, um, I'm telling you, I, I think it can get easier with us attempting to run the ball. But I'm telling you, even if we had Alvin Kamara today, uh, he might have maybe given us 15, 20 more yards. We would not have been able to run the ball against the Titans. Back with more of your calls. Who does when we get back from the break here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live and alive in the point after here, Saints a 16-15 winner over the Tennessee Titans in their home opener, season opener. Now 1-0, the black and gold will be heading to Carolina next, and that's a Monday night showdown against the Panthers in North Kakalaka. We'll obviously have that for you on WWL Saints Radio next week. Tomorrow, though, Bobby, you guys already have the first edition of the Saints Coaches Show. Be hearing from Dennis Allen. I'm sure it'll be a positive uh, atmosphere around there. Well, uh, the, the one thing, uh, now Dennis Allen knows he has to put more skins in the ball and win as a head coach, but I know he knows freaking defense. 
Dennis Allen is an outstanding, one of the best in NFL history, uh, defensive minds. Bobby, what are you talking about? I'm just telling you. I just look at his, his track record. Like you look at uh, Wade Phillips. You look at Vic Fangio. Now, hopefully he works out as a head coach, and uh, I think he's aggressive. He's telling Pete Carmichael to be aggressive offensively. Uh, well, we were going for chunk plays. We weren't just trying to grind out the clock because we had a league. So, uh, l- listen, I think Dennis Allen will have success this year, and we should have success. I, I look – you know what I, I – this is crazy. I, I wrote this down, and now I don't know what's going to be the case as the season progresses, but I think our pass defense and our secondary, it's not even close – is the best in Saints history over half a century, 50-plus years. Where we add on the back end and the secondary is like the best of the best. And it's a passing league. So if we can, you know, the best pass coverage is a pass rush. Hopefully that will be the case. But I love our secondary. I, I think they are that good. So when I see sometimes our offense would struggle against our defense in practice and all that, I say, well, I think our defense is that good. And hopefully now you need to do this against other teams. And they did it against the Titans. Ryan Tannehill had a quarterback rating of like uh, 28. We ended up getting uh, three three sacks against him. He threw three interceptions. He didn't even have 200 yards passing. So uh, I think that has a lot to do with uh, the players we have. Now, you can't be great in all areas. Uh, as great at times, our uh, secondary and our defense could be and uh, hold uh, our opponents in the teens. Uh, you know, a scoring defense. Our offensive line uh, might might be the opposite of that. Well, hold on, because I think this is where you're going, and that brings us right into our next segment, Bobby, which is what's bugging you about today's game, brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company. I think the offensive line has well, got a lot of people. It's bugging. Well, no, I would say the whole offense in, in general, and I think uh, Derek Carr would say this. When you get down there, the difference is uh, you, you look at also another area, red zone defense and red zone offense. Our red zone defense was outstanding. Plus, when they 0 for 3, you know, you got to score a touchdown. Not field goals, we were only 1 of 4. So I would say our red zone offense, because it might be in a game you're playing where, God, man, they scoring touchdowns. They're not selling for field goals. So you're going to have to be efficient. In the red zone, so I say, ah, not so good. That's bugging me. How our red zone offense was not uh, up to par. And then it, th- this doesn't necessarily bother me because I thought this was going to happen, but it is kind of bugging me. <laughs> I-, I didn't think we'd be able to run the ball. You know, we averaged 2.6 yards a carry. Uh, but, you know, Jamal Williams is thinking, like, man, I-, I did pretty damn good with that Lions offensive line last year. I got over 1,000 yards, had an NFL best, 17 rushing touchdowns. Uh, but the Saints struggled to run the ball overall in the preseason. There was a lot of pressure on Doug Marone. I love Doug Marone. Doug Marone was on the Saints when I was playing in the late 80s. So it's a challenge uh, that Doug Marone somehow, I don't know, you can't make a chicken salad out of you-know-what, out of chicken uh, whatever, but he has to make tr- uh, Trevor Penning work out. And the whole uh, offensive line, the continuity. Uh, like I said, I think Cesar Ruiz is getting better. I think McCoy could play better than he did today. We need Ryan Ramchick to be dominant. Hurst, he is what he is. He's a 10-year guy. 
but that X factor, Trevor Minning, uh, Penning. So you have to do schemes to be able to help out your weak link along the offensive line. But the Titans did have the NFL stingiest run defense last season. So it's not like – I'd have been shocked. You'd have told me that I'd have been pleasantly surprised if all of a sudden we would have rushed for what the Texans were able to do against us. If all of a sudden when the game was all said and done, uh, we had 104 yards on 22 attempts and basically a 4.7 or 5-yard uh, average, I'd have said, damn. I didn't see this coming, uh, but, but I didn't think that would happen against the Titans. Now, I'll be interested. I have to do more homework. What's going to happen against Carolina? But that did not surprise me how we're not able to run the ball. But again, I know we could be better with the red zone offense and get touchdowns, not settling for field goals. Well, I know Tyler Algier and uh, BJ. Uh, Bijan actually had pretty good days for Atlanta rushing against the Panthers. Hopefully, a good sign for the black and gold heading into next week. We'll be back more with. Not next week. We're not playing the Falcons next week. No, playing the Panthers. So hopefully, good. But yeah, against... but Bijan, uh, you talking about? Uh... Hopefully, that's good news for our defense, uh, for our run offense against the Panthers defense. Oh is what yeah, I'm okay, I got Sorry. you. Yeah, but but but, but Bijan Robinson and uh, Algier, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, no, no, Tyler no, Algier. Hey, Atlanta can run the ball. Uh, listen, I'm not that hating. Even counter up Cordell uh, Patterson uh, did too. I, right. I can tell you right now. Uh, who you think's a better rushing team, the Saints or the Falcons? I would say the Falcons. No, that's one thing. The Falcon run the football. Now, I don't know about uh, uh, Desmond Ritter. It'd be amazing if he throws for 200 yards. He's like a 100-yard passer. And look all the weapons they have. But Atlanta can run the ball. You better pack a lunch against them. I can tell you that with the defense. Like very similar to what happened today against the Titans. Atlanta will try and run the ball on you. Even more of the point after coming up right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Time to hear from Saints quarterback Derek Carr. Derek Carr's interview is brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under wood. Here's QB1 after the game. Well, um, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we won. That's all I wanted to do. And... Um, that was uh, one of the more, more physical games I've played in my 10 years. Uh, very physical football game up in the trenches. Um, but proud of our guys the way we bounced back in the second half. And uh, we're able to get that win. A couple. No, no, no. Uh, please. No. I'll, I'll talk too much. <laughs> yeah, but that was rude. Uh, on that last drive, do you want, I know the answer, but I'm asking anyway. Do you want that shot to, to, to go to Rashid to, to try to put the game away? Yeah. I'm guessing that's you, right? Yeah, well, me and Pete talked about it on the sideline, you know, and I told Pete that that was a play that I, I liked, and uh, and he trusted Sheet and I to make the play, um, you know, and the offensive line gave me time to throw it, and it, when he's that fast, you know, I just was just trying not to throw it out of bounds, you know, and uh, he ran a ran a great route, caught it, all that. It's exciting, but that goes back to Pete trusting us, you know. He asked me, you know, what I liked throughout the game, all that kind of stuff, and. Before that drive, that was something that I really liked, and uh, and you know he called it, you know, so that he has a lot of trust in us as players, and that means a lot as a player. What did you see in the touchdown for Um, uh, great, great route by Sheed. Ran a double move, um, came over in motion, double move. I tried to give a little pump right when he was settling his feet to try and get the corner to stop. Um, and Sheed's so fast, it's really tough on a corner to get back started uh, when he gets going. And so uh, Sheed, you know, ran a great route again. That's that's another play that. You know, you know, Pete had called up, dialed up, was like, hey, get ready, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I really, really enjoy, you know, working with him and his demeanor throughout the game because you, you kind of know what's coming, you know what to expect. And he calls him and he, count, he counts on us to make plays for him. 
What does it say about Rasheed to be able to bounce back from the opening kickoff and to be able to be available and to help make those plays to get you guys to touch on him? Well, it's a very veteran thing of him to do. You know, a very, very grown-up thing. Um, usually when young guys, you know, make a mistake early, it's hard to get them, you know, back focused. It's hard to get them back right uh, for the rest of the game. And that's just the NFL. It's just over time you see that, you know. And uh, he made a play and no one blinked, you know, no one flinched. Uh, uh, but I was really proud of him. Uh, you know, when something like that happens, his, his mindset and his demeanor was great. So when something like that happens, like, man, I hope he gets to make some plays, you know, after to get, a, get that confidence back. Yeah. But it, from what it looked like to me, he didn't lose any because uh, he came out and, Caught a lot of passes uh, for us in some big situations. And what does a win like this do for the offense? First game, we push you all together and do a lot of game meaningful action. And you yeah. just get to pull out the win. What does this kind of open for the offense? Well, you know, the exciting part was, you know, everyone talked about the weapons and, you know, throwing the ball and down the field and all that kind of stuff, that things we've been doing in camp. But this, we showed that we could win the ultimate physical type of game, right? Uh, you're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we showed, we showed we could win a physical football game. Um, and we're going to have to be able to win in any kind of different way. And so um, I'm, I'm just glad that we hopefully got that one out of the way. No, I'm just kidding. How, how proud are you to execute the drive to run out the clock to seal the deal? Well, um, very, it, it, it felt good, you know. It, it felt really good. Obviously, you could tell I wear my emotions on my sleeve sometimes. So I was real excited, real fired up. And, uh, you know, the, the, the one that got me the most excited was the run that creased at the end, you know, because that, that, that's the one that did it. You know, O-line, uh, you know, called it right. They, they blocked it right. Jamal made the right cut, got down, did exactly what Coach Ash said, get the first, get down. He did that. That, that, that right there is what makes me proud, you know, because it's game on the line. We get this, we win, and uh, we didn't have to put the defense back out there. That makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, today was awesome because the ball was so spread around so much, you know. And, you know, Chris obviously went over 100, and that's fantasy people's favorite thing ever. And uh, he did that for them. But, uh, you know, he, when we can spread it out, no matter who gets the 100, no matter who gets the touchdown, um, you know, as long as we keep that, that mindset of big team, little me, um, you, hopefully we'll see a lot of good days for Chris and Sheed and Mike and Juwan and er everybody. And so um, the fact that we were able to spread it around, everybody made their plays when they were called upon, um, that's good to see for, as a quarterback because now I can trust them all. You know, now if they're doubling him or they're playing robber, I can go to this guy, I can trust him to win. I can, you know, it, it helps me with my decision-making for sure. Saints quarterback Derek Carr's interview is brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood will be back with more of your calls. Who that's on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. On a very happy 1-0 point after the Cajun Cannon and myself, Steve Geller, hanging out with you till 6 o'clock. Want to get to the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. And Bobby, before we get to our callers, you see a yeah. text message you wanted to address. Well, uh, I was a little surprised. Uh, Coach Vrabel and the Titans approach. I think a different team uh, might take a different approach and be more aggressive. But the Titans, I think they truly had uh, that much confidence in their defense. And the text is from 5596, is from Dan from New Orleans. Were you surprised the Titans didn't go for the touchdown or convert a first down rather than the field goal late in the game? And that occurred uh, right at, uh, you know, it was around two minutes. And it was a fourth and six. Uh, I think it was fourth and four, fourth and six, somewhere around there. 
and then they made it. Uh, it was sixteen to twelve at the time, but they made it sixteen to fifteen. I truly believe uh, that the timeouts they had left, that uh, they really thought they were going to stop the Saints. They thought, make it 16-15, we're going to stop the Saints, we're going to get the ball back, and we're going to win the game 18-16. I know how the Titans think, uh, and Coach Vrabel. So a different team, uh, like, uh, like with Mahomes, or a, a different quarterback, uh, they, they might take a different approach and go for it on, uh, on fourth down and be more aggressive. But that didn't necessarily, Dan, that didn't surprise me, the Titans' approach, because I think they had that much confidence in their defense that when they gave the ball back uh, to the Saints when it was a 16-15 game, now uh, we came out and, 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 and did a great job. And that was the one, remember, Kirkwood got a holding penalty. You can't do that. I mean, that, that was an outstanding run. And then you look, uh, then all of a sudden, you know, second and 14, uh, Carter, Michael Thomas, and then Carter, Rashid Shaheed, plus 41. Now, like I said, that was the play of the game and how we end up um, uh, finishing out and closing the deal with a win-the-game play when you can kneel down. Uh, but I'm telling you, I think Coach Vrabel thought that uh, considering the success that they were having, and it being a defensive game, that they thought he thought they were going to stop us, and, and like gonna, you love to say, not so fast. And they were gonna, <laughs> they were going to get the ball back, and they were going to kick a game-winning field goal and win, uh, like eighteen to sixteen instead of us winning sixteen to fifteen. Looking at our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, going to John and Metairie on line one wants to talk a little about Sneaky Pete, Bobby. What you got, John? Okay, you're going to have to tell me about what's the deal with Pete Carmichael. I mean, I've been, we've been watching him for years, man, and he's, he's just play calling. It's just it's, it's baffling to me, especially after being, you know, with Sean Payton for so many years. What, uh, I mean, and you hear all the, the disgruntled fans about Pete Carmichael. So give me an honest, honest evaluation of Pete Carmichael and play calling. Well, um, uh, that uh, Pete Carmichael. But it's like a clone of Sean Payton, and uh, I don't know who, who we had. We took his name off. What was his name? Pete. Okay, Pete. Sneaky Pete. No, he's talking about. No, Pete he was talking Carmichael. about Pete Carmichael. Yeah, yeah Sneaky Pete. Uh, <laughs> John, I'm sorry. Uh, th- that uh, all I know is okay. I know I know football. I know Drew Brees knows a lot of football, and Drew Brees calls Pete Carmichael brilliant. Okay, brilliant. Not very good. Not knows what he's doing, but brilliant. And this wasn't even something – I know he's talked about it on air, but this was something even you talk with Drew off air about. So uh, it off, wasn't like he was just being uh, nice. Off air, on air, it makes a difference who's the trigger man. I think Derek Carr is the right trigger man uh, to help us win. I don't know about a Super Bowl, but to be a winner, to get in the postseason. And Pete Carmichael knows what the hell he's doing. How they were aggressive. I don't know what you're talking about, caller. What's his name? I forgot his name. I don't. But anyway. John. Uh, uh, John. How we were looking at play calling, how we pushing the ball down the field. So what the hell are you talking about? Well, we're not just three yards in a cloud of dust because we weren't going to run against the Titans. Look at a play caller. Look at Rashid Shaheed and how he produced. I mean, we were pushing the ball down the field. Uh, you look how he pushed it to Chris Olave, the fourth quarter, plus 13. Uh, Chris Olave, plus 15. Uh, so you can go on and on. So I don't know what we talk about play calling. Maybe you have Jimmy Graham for fantasy football, 
and maybe you didn't get enough points there or with Taysom Hill, whatever, uh, you only got one football. And, you know, uh, like Drew Brees always hit 8, 9, 10, 11 different receivers. And uh, uh, Derek Carr did spread the ball around. We had seven, eight guys making a catch. So uh, I don't know, but you think this is a video game? The Titans got a damn good defense. Uh, you don't realize that they were number one. Uh, you might say, oh, but well, they were terrible against the pass. Now they, tried, they tried to address that. Did the Titans look like they didn't know what they were doing defensively? I mean, uh, I would say no. I'm telling you, we are not going to face a better run defense than the Titans the rest of the season. Now, I still, I still don't know if we're going to be able to run the ball, but I, I, I knew today we wouldn't be able to run the ball. So when you look at, like, you challenge Pete Carmichael, doesn't know uh, what, what he's doing, uh, calling plays, I'm like, what? Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm not – listen, I'm glad you called and you were able to voice your opinion, uh, but your opinion's dead wrong. It's dead wrong. It, it, it just – uh, okay, I would trust Drew Brees' opinion on offensive quality than yours. You think you know more than Drew Brees? Come on. We'll be back with more of The Point after after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Definitely appreciate the Saints Nation holding on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line after a 16-15 Saints victory in week one. I know folks definitely joyous and happy about that, wanting to sound off on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line 504-260-1870. James and Nola, know you've been there for a while. You are up, my man. How's it going? It's going well, man. I feel much better with a victory, even though we, we squeak squeak by. But, you know, uh, while waiting, you know, did you know that uh, Sean opened up his regular season for the Broncos with an onside kick and failed? And then the, the guy that made the first touchdown as a Broncos coach in the regular season was Little Jordan. <laughs> a, a little touchdown the, pass. But yeah, yeah little, uh, so yeah. Little Jordan Humphreys, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but guess what? Lutz he ain't good enough to make our team, though. Right, but Lutz missed the conversion on the field goal. I mean, yeah, Will Lutz missed uh, it. Uh, we kept the right kicker in Blake Groupie. I truly believe that. And then he missed the fifty-five yarder. But but okay, but but okay, and, and so yeah, so Groupie, I'm a Groupie fan. I'm a Groupie. I admit he made a fifty-two yarder. So, but guess what, man? We've been talking about this uh, left tackle situation. Seems like every man, we day talk I, about that since late July, early August, James. Come on. Right, right. So, I mean, and I keep bringing up, have you guys heard of John Sigler? Yes. I'm going to give him a shout-out. You heard of John Sigler? Okay. Well, he mentioned the guy that I brought up a, a few months ago, and I know you know his name, Bobby. He's still out there. And you, and, 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 and maybe, you know, if, if I was the GM, I'd be giving him a call right now and have him on the practice squad. And he could play guard, he could play left tackle. But I will say this: they did a they did a better job covering for the guy, of speaking a penny during the second half. But he 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 don't stand a chance against Brian Burns. You know it, and I know it. Everybody, no, no, it's gonna be a challenge. It, it, James, it's gonna be a challenge. Every NFL team has outstanding pass rushes. I mean, come on, it's the best of the best. So it's not gonna get easy for Trevor Penning. No, it's going to be a case in point. Now, you have to have the coaches to help out, to utilize uh, whether it's the running back or the tight end, uh, the running back chipping, the tight end helping out before they go out. So uh, you don't do it every play, but you help them every now and then. But don't listen, James, uh, Trevor Penning's not going nowhere. 
we as who that nation, we got to hope Trevor Penning works out because they're going to give him this season. And now I think we need to take advantage of this season. But Trevor Penning hopefully gets better. I'm just trying to be optimistic. Hopefully he gets better. I mean, there's no way place to go but up. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I truly think that's where he's at because at times he might flash and say, well, that, that, that's why you drafted a number one because, listen, he ain't as soft. Sometimes I accuse, like, Andrews Pete, like, uh, how passionate are you? I know Trevor Penning's passionate about football. But sometimes when you play in tackle, that overly aggressive nature might uh, fit more a guard than tackle. I'm telling you, like Willie Rolfe and Teron Armstead, at times the greatest tackles, the best tackles, you're like a dancing bear as far as protection. You know, I always say this, when you, when you are trying to occupy a pass rusher, whether it's a bull rush or a speed rush or a stunt, you're able to handle that. Now, I don't know. The jury's still going to be out whether Trevor Penny can handle that or not. I don't know. But I know the Saints organization, they're going to give Trevor Penning every opportunity to succeed. It's a 1-0 start to the Saints season. 16-15 over the Tennessee Titans. We'll be wrapping up the point after when we get back from the break here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Closing things out here on the point after. Want to get to some of our callers on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. AJ Metery, you were patiently waiting to talk about this ugly win, but pretty in another way since it was a victory. What you got for us, AJ? I want to talk about, you know, Bobby knows perfectly what ugly wins are because they're beautiful, man. A win's a win's a <laughs> Amen. win. I want to know the punt return. You know, nobody the punt black. Nobody's talking about things like that. It's those little fundamental things that win games, you know. And, yeah, we had some calls that we didn't get, but we won. And well, people uh, are uh, crying uh, about not running. Yeah, yeah. And AJ, we well. AJ you know what I like? Uh, that we being more opportunistic so far, it's only a small sample size, one game. We being more opportunistic, you know, as far as taking the football away, whether you're talking about oh, yeah. like a block punt, or are you talking about that? Yeah, we should have intercepted that ball. I, I thought we could have had even more interceptions, but not getting a pass sure. defender, but actually being on the plus side and being opportunistic. Let's if we do that, uh, you might have a, a, a few more ugly wins. Because you know what? We're oh, yeah. taking the football away. And again, if you turn it over, you got to get two back and stay on that plus side. I'll tell you, we'll be in the hunt. That's what matters the most, you know. I thought we could have five interceptions. Right, easily, right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That uh, th- yep, yep. Uh, that's a great call, uh, AJ. Yeah. There's no such win in, uh, um, in the National Football League. There's no such win as luck or an ugly win. They all count the same. Uh, again, like I said at the beginning of the show, give me an ugly win versus, damn, well, we played awesome, but we we just lost. Oh, we came up short, right. We came up short. What? I'd rather have an ugly win. How in the hell we win that game? But we won. Nobody remembered this. I'm telling you, come late November, December, they just know whether you won or lost in September. Uh, they, oh, we won the game, and, and they'll move on. Now, you might still remember this in September, but down the road, they won't even remember what happened against the Titans. Bobby, before we get out of here, thanks to our team behind the scenes of the Saints Radio Network, executive producers Diane Newman and Kevin Cassidy, Saints sale manager DePaul Smith, associate producer Ian Hoke, also Scott Colomb, studio producers Charlie Long, Chris Coleman, Cullen Steele, plus station engineers Danny Miller and Ernie Kane. On behalf of our Saints Radio broadcast team, Mike.
Mike Hawes and Deuce McAllister. Thank you for listening to Saints football. You can join us next week when the black and gold take on the Carolina Panthers, but that'll be Monday night football. Tomorrow, check out the Cajun Cannon and Mike Dettilia on the second guest show. Bobby, I'm Steve Geller. Take it away from the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Say good night, Cajun Cannon. All right, bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that? Go Saints. One and oh, one and oh, baby. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.